Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Star-Spangled Comics, The Newsboy Legion and the Guardian Inn, Cabbages and Comics. The Newsboy Legion presents Comic Cabbages and Comics. Many a hectic adventure has run its course since the Newsboy Legion undertook the riotous job of making life livelier in Suicide Slum. But we've waited a long time for one as fantastic as this. It always seemed to us that publishing comic magazines was pure fun from cover to cover, but once those irrepressible kids take a fling at it, trouble boils up like lava from a volcano, and even the mighty guardian nearly loses his life in the eruption by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. And thus begins our Newsboy Legion, Cabbages and Comics from Star Spangled Comics, Volume 1, Issue Number 29, February 1944. Our executive editor is Whitney Ellsworth. Our cover artists are Jack Kirby and Arturo Casanueve. Our penciler is Jack Kirby. Our inker is Arturo Casanueve. And our editor is Jack Schiff. Cabbages and Comics. Late night in Suicide Slum, two thugs from the dredges of the underworld get in a heated argument. Beetlenose Butts holds Pinky the Pooch at gunpoint, saying he caught him with the goods at last. Seemingly out of nowhere, the newsboy legionnaires leap into Beetlenose with Scrapper trying to wrestle the gun away. The boys were surprised when Pinky actually helps Beetle Nose bite against them. Big Words tries to tell Pinky they were coming to his aid, but Pinky just shouts at the nosy brats. The Guardian arrives on the scene suddenly and scares the goons away. No matter, he knows he can pick up Pinky and Beetle Nose anytime, but he'd like to know what was going on. Big Words explains they thought they were helping to stop a holdup. Gabby and Scrapper notice something on the Guardian that Pinky may have left behind. It was only pebbles. But the Guardian orders the kids to go home and get some sleep, or else he'll tell the patrolman Harper that they were causing trouble again. Scrapper scoffs at that, and the Guardian was Jim Harper though he had no evidence to prove it. The incident is forgotten. 
by the next morning, and the newsboys have a new idea on their minds. Uh, they could put out their own comic magazine and make millions. They tell Jim Harper of the idea, and he laughs, but encourages them to go for it, as long as it keeps them out of mischief. Back at their clubhouse, Big Word suggests that the first thing their comic needs is a hero. So each of them take turns drawing one. When they're all done, it's revealed that Tommy, Gabby, Scrapper, and Big Words have each drawn versions of themselves, along with Jim Harper and The Guardian. Why not make a comic starring kids like them, then? They take inspiration from around their own neighborhood and title it Suicide Slum Comics. The first issue story is inspired by last night's events. They, instead of pebbles, the heroes of the story discover Pinky was hiding stolen diamonds. And the protector is revealed to be patrolman Carper via matching bumps on their heads. A small change to make things more interesting. The biggest challenge the boys face is making enough copies to sell. As without a printing press, they have to retrace everything by hand 50 or so times. Gabby estimates that selling all the copies will earn $5. Which meant they have to draw 500 comics a week to make a total of $50. Well, it was good enough of a start. So the newsboys spend the following afternoon peddling their comic book to the local slum residents. Jim Harper even buys one, impressed by their really diligent work. When he reads it, though, he something catches his eye. Down where the underworld gang hangs out, Beetle Nose becomes angry after seeing what the boys drew. They had to be dealt with before they give everything away. Big words counted the money they made in sales. Five whole dollars. He and his friends get a surprise when the clubhouse is raided by none other than Pinky and Beetlenose, pointing guns at them. They are told to march through a few dark alleys until they arrive to a weed-filled garden behind Pinky's tenement dwelling. Pinky opens a hidden trap door in the ground, and a bomb shelter is being used to stash the things. The newsboy legion finds themselves being thrown down the hatch with the doors closing behind them. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the city, Jim Harper gears up as the guardian to do some off-duty investigating. What he suspects is true. He needed to pay an unexpected visit to a few hoodlums. The guardian dashes across rooftops until he finds who he's looking for. None other than Pinky and Beetlenose get a surprise when the shield-bearing hero drops in on them. They were in the middle of counting a bag full of pebbles. Pinky is set reeling from a mighty punch, while Beetlenose fires his gun at the Guardian, but only manages to hit the shield. Beetlenose, on the other hand, pours these pebbles on the ground, causing the Guardian to trip and fall. Down below, Big Words boosts Scrapper up to see if he can open the trap door. Unfortunately, it's locked tight, and the air inside was getting really thin. Big Words remembers that they all have pocket knives, so the boys desperately carve out one of the mortar stones 
in the wall until they can dislodge it. When the first stone is out, it's easier to remove the others, and one by one, they eventually, the ceiling collapse. They feel free now, but when they climb out, they see Pinky and Beetlenose heading back their way, with the unconscious guardian slung over their shoulders. Uh-oh. The boys duck into a cabbage patch and start chucking cabbages at Pinky and Beetlenose. One of the cabbages hits the guardian, rousing him awake in time to rejoin the action. He quickly finishes off Pinky and Beetlenose while they're ducking these cabbages, and once they're down and out, the guardian thanks the Newsboy Legion for their help. It was thanks to their comic somehow showed them that he was able to figure out what was going on. The pebbles were really uncut diamonds that Pinky had tried to steal for himself when the kids ambushed them last night. Pinky and Beetlenose joined forces to keep them from discovering the loot. So by sheer coincidence, their comic story showing the diamonds became a true story. Well, almost. Scrapper notices a bump behind the Guardian's ear from the cabbage that was flung at him. If Officer Jim Harper had that same bump tomorrow, it would finally prove that he's the Guardian. The gang are out playing baseball in the alley when Scrapper notices Jim Harper watching them. He runs over to Jim Harper to look for the lump, but just before he can take a peek, a ball thwacks Jim Harper right behind the ear. If there wasn't a bump there before, there's sure to be one now. And then Gabby finds himself running for his life as Scrapper chases him with a bat for essentially sabotaging his plan. Well, that is a fun, fun tale. And as you would see art basically imitating reality, we have our Newsboy Legion in this episode writing their own comic book. Jack Kirby does a really great job here. And there's a wonderful full-page spread of the Suicide Slum comic hand-drawn by the Newsboy Legion, even with some of the letters turned backwards as their spelling and the imperfections of it all. And it's really, really clever. It's very well done. And a great whole page is taken up with a page sample from the comic. And I think Jack must have had a blast drawing this one out. The action in this one is very typical of what we've come to expect from Star Spangled Comics and the Newsboy Legion with Guardian. Lots of action here. The Guardian coming in and taking on Beetlenose and Pinky. Those panels are great. And at the very end, we're left with, what a gang. You can't figure them out. But who can depend on them to be back with more action and thrills in the next issue of Star Spangled Comics? Remember to buy war bonds and stamps. And now we move on to our next selection. And this comes from Star Spangled Comics, Volume 1, Issue Number 30, from March 1944. It is the same creative team in this book as the previous. And our story is The Lady of Linden Lake. Midnight in Suicide Slum sees the Guardian scanning the streets below from the rooftops. There's a suspicious group coming out of the warehouse which catches his eye, and he leaps down to investigate. 
Danny Malloy, was standing alone when the Guardian reached him. And he acted very confused. Not knowing what happened, he had come to meet Easy Zanger, a slippery gangster. But when he arrived, Easy clipped him. He didn't remember anything after that, because it was a flimsy story. The police arrest Denny for breaking and entering, though he claimed he was framed. A week later, Gabby and Scrapper sell papers on the street corner, basically living up to their name as the Newsboy Legion. One of the regular customers, Letty Smith, hands Gabby a whole dollar for one paper. Gabby can't believe his eyes. He excitingly shows the rest of the gang what Letty Smith just handed him. Normally, she only gave a three-cent tip, so surely she must have made a mistake. His friends convince Gabby that the right thing to do would be to inform her of her error and return the money. Ms. Smith, that afternoon, the newsboy's knock on Ms. Smith's door. Uh, the door opens to a very thuggish-looking butler who tries shooing them off, however, thinking they're nothing but beggars. The boys take offense to this and push past him and get into the house. They find Mrs. Smith in the study, along with Easy Zanger. After Mrs. Smith leaves the room, Easy has his henchman, who is essentially the rude butler, lock the doors behind them to ensure that the kids wouldn't leave there. Scrapper rushes the henchman and hits him in the gut. The rest of the Newsboy Legion follow his lead, and Big Words and Gabby pile on this thug, while Tommy whacks Easy in the face with a piece of wood from a shelf. The tables, however, turn when another of Easy's thugs enters the room with all this commotion going on. Together, these three gangsters are able to basically subdue the kids and tie them up. Jim Harper is out on patrol. His beat while deep in thought, and he still couldn't figure out how to prove Denny Malloy was framed. Maybe if he went to see Denny's mother, he could provide, she could provide some clues. But according to the neighbors, Mrs. Malloy hadn't been home in days. Last, she was seen in a flashy car being driven away by a tough-looking guy. Now, Jim asks around about the car until a fellow policeman tells him a car matching the description is parked in front of Letty Smith's mansion of late. Hmm. What would a crook like Easy Zanger be doing at Letty's place? She didn't keep many valuables around, so it can't be a planned robbery. Jim returns to his apartment at the end of his shift, and he changes into his Guardian uniform. It was time for the Guardian to investigate the Smith Mansion at. So the Guardian, who isn't tied down, doesn't need a search warrant. So sneaking in, he finds Easy talking with one of his thugs. Hmm, so the Guardian eavesdrops on them. They mention wrapping up the racket since people like these kids are starting to get curious. Jim catches word of kids and immediately links it to his newsboys. 
Speaking of the boys, they're currently tied up in an upstairs room that rarely is used. So Tommy rubs ropes against a rough wooden support pole until they give way. And he helps his friends break free of their bonds. Scrapper's eager to bust some gangsters' heads, but Gabby reminds him that Mrs. Smith still needed rescuing too. They find her tied up in one of the other rooms, and she's not very happy about it. She grabs an umbrella to beat down some of the goons and tells the boys to follow her as they proceed down the corridors of the Smith estate. And shouts of pain begin. They rush to the source where the Guardian was dispatching a couple of easy thugs. He gets distracted when Mrs. Smith attacks them with her umbrella. Thinking he's with the gang, Easy comes up from behind and knocks him over the head. Easy and his gang have the hero, Mrs. Smith, and the newsboys tied with adhesive tape this time. Now, they make sure that they never talk, so Easy douses the floor in benzene and tosses a match as he leaves. The Guardian acts quickly, first dunking his tied hands in the battle in, the, in that barrel of benzene, which dissolves the rubber cement that makes the adhesive tape stick. Now free, he tears down the window curtains to Lefty's protest and smothers the flames. The fire then dies out, and the Guardian cuts Mrs. Smith and Ta the kids loose. Tommy still doesn't understand why they bothered to tie up Mrs. Smith if they were forcing her to work with them. There was time for explanations later, though, and the Guardian leads them out of the house towards a surprised bunch of gangsters who were expecting a barbecue. Like human projectiles, the newsboy and the Guardian rush to the attack, knocking Easy and his gangsters out with flying fists. Tommy questions get answered when a second Letty Smith approaches. Same look, same dress. The Guardian explains that Mrs. Malloy, Denny's mother, was told to dress up as Mrs. Smith since they looked similar. She had been forced to trick the lawyers into handing over all the money in Mrs. Smith's account to Easy Zanger, and, or else, her son would take the fall for a crime he didn't commit. And that is the Lady of Linden Lake. Another action-packed comic. Lots of tension in here. Of course, great action with these gangsters and the knocking out of the folks. And then we have the incredible tension here of the room that had been basically doused in benzene and this fire that had happening and that benzene being very flammable and being a horrendous carcinogen. And it's uh, quite the... Quite the sign of the times with respect to when this book was made and that benzene being in that room. Of course, we go on to find out what benzene would cost a little later. It's almost like being thrown into an asbestos situation, too, as far as how caustic that stuff is. Really, really exciting book. But this is the first one at the very end 
where we do not get a call to action as far as buying war bonds are concerned or supporting the war effort. All we get is, while Mrs. Smith was out of the way, you were to have her lawyers hand over her money to Easy. I'm glad everything broke right for you and Denny, Mrs. Beloy. We have you to thank for it, Mr. Guardian. And that's how this comic ends on that note. Both of these were really fun selections as we wind down our Newsboy Legion celebration all year here on Kirby's Kids. And it's been fun delving into Jack's Golden Age work, really seeing the flavor of the neighborhood that he would bring into the comic book, and enjoying these tales of these kids as they're trying to navigate their way through Suicide Slum. Kudos, Kirby. Kirby. 